Hello, hello. Welcome to the Drink Like a Lady podcast, where each week, myself and business strategist Kathy DiCirico Stewart, we talk about, at least to emerging female leaders, how to get a seat at the bar and how to get a seat in the boardroom. And Kathy, you and I, we've been doing this for seven episodes. Today is episode number eight. And what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about how women need to learn how to delegate and feel comfortable about that. Yes. Um, that's the crucial part. We can delegate, but we have to feel really comfortable as well. I'm interested in the history of this. Why is it that we are so keen to protect the work? Why are we so keen to do the tactical as opposed to move into the strategic thinking mode? I think, I mean, looking back at it, and we're, we're trying to find our place, and it, it, this whole idea of doing seems to have a lot more credibility than being a thinker, mm -hmm. all right? So if you do that, women... Uh, want to step up. They want people to see, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Oh, I worked long hours. It really has nothing to do with um, how, what makes you move up. I mean, you ha still have to be in the game, as I call it. Uh, but that's the difference. I think we're, we're still trying to prove something that we really don't have to prove. Yeah. You know, historically, before we enter the workforce, likability was our sort of our arrow in our quiver, right? That was what we were measured yes. by. And then we moved into the workforce and we started to assume leadership positions and those metrics changed. Yes, you gotta be likable, but you've also got to have a very strong core because you gotta make big decisions. Well, and, and that's absolutely true. You know, there's a history and then, you know, whether our, our parents worked or our mothers worked, we bring that forward. Um, and then it's like, well, you know, you can do that, go out and do that. The whole word about doing versus being, I think, um, you know, being a leader versus doing the leadership is, is something that we have to really take a look at and, and be critical of on ourselves. Right. And it's not that you've stopped the doing. It's that now yeah. you're shaping the thoughts of other people yes. instead of sitting there and doing the minutia of it. And honestly, it, once you go up the ladder, it's really your um, it's really your responsibility to teach others what what you know and where you're going to take them and i always say that i've always worked with my teens to, to every day try to replace myself mm -hmm. um, and we're going to take a look at one of those questions you have at the end of this conversation on why that's important yeah so if, if someone's stumped today we're going to really be talking about ways that you can start to delegate which is sometimes yeah. like you know it's like uh pulling candy from a baby but it's it's something that you have to do if you're going to rise as a leader and the number one thing is that people especially if they're a direct report, right? They may not understand what's at stake. They may not necessarily know what the levers are that you gotta pull to drive business. But if you can give them context, if you can say, here's where you, you, your contribution is helping to drive the business, that might be a better motivating factor. And you know, this is where I, I really believe that if women just owned their, their innate skills, that it would really work. Tell them the why. You know, mm -hmm. why are we going and why are you important? Because everyone wants to be part of the solution. They want to be part of that success at the end of it. So being very upfront in terms of what that is that they can contribute and why they're important is so critical to the success of delegation. And then also being very clear in your direction, right? I have a mentor named Ari Maizal. He's a productivity expert. And I remember him once saying that people don't act out of malice. They only act out of bad direction. So being so clear when you're communicating your why, you know, what, what, it, what the expectations are, what is it that you want from this person? Maybe you start with small projects. Maybe you don't just hand off the whole yes. farm. Yeah. 
Well, and I think that's really critical in terms of when you're forming your team and what you can delegate and what you still have to hold on to. But honestly, part of this is also your team is watching you in terms of how you manage this. And as the capacity for your, for your responsibility gets larger, um, you need to find ways to delegate and make it not look like it's tough, but make it look like it's just a part of the natural process in management. And that brings up another point because I think knowing your limitations, what you're good at, what only you can do. And I'm learning this as, a, as an entrepreneur, right? Like there, I could, of course I can do it all, but that's not where my talent lies and nor is it maybe the best use of my talent, right? So who can I start to delegate things to and build a team so that I can do only the things that I can do? And you know, it's, it's not only what you can do, it's what really drives you, what you're passionate about, what energizes you. And that's important too, because in a we're we're very complex now in terms of the way businesses are set up and everyone has a certain skill set you bring those individual skill sets to the you know to the table and you you delegate them out what happens is you've got an engine that is working like rhythmically it's, it's amazing yeah and you know yesterday you and i were talking about the netflix story and you know yes. I, i'm reading it for tonight's book club as well and there was a point where mark randolph who had put all of his blood sweat and tears into the company had to really relinquish control because his biggest investor and his partner was like you're not doing the right things like this you aren't making the right hires this company's not going to grow under your leadership somebody else has got to come in and partner with you and that must have been an ego crushing conversation to have but again it's like looking at those limitations and saying okay, this is bigger than me now and I need to, I, I owe it uh, to give it legs to stand and be successful. You, you know, Joy, there, there was a situation uh, one, at one point in, in a consultancy where I had gone in and I was a consulting COO, interim COO, and I literally, it was a, a woman in New York and she was having a very tough time and I said to her, you're fired. And she looked at me and she started laughing and I said, no, you're fired for the next month. And what it was was because at that point she was limited based on what she where she was in her own life. All mm -hmm. right, and I said I want you to follow me. I said you're fired. You're to watch me. You're to listen to me. And what was really great about it, she trusted me in a way that she I could do that. Yeah. And, and um, uh, it actually turned out to be very well, and we're still very good friends. Amazing. Well, it's great that you don't. You know, what is it? The old adage in business: Don't ever burn any bridges. You've got to be, got to keep everybody. Yeah, likable. Well, folks, today on the Drink Like a Lady podcast, we're talking about the very important task of delegating as a leader. And we as women sometimes can be the worst at it because we're very good at the doing and maybe less about the strategizing. So we talked a little bit about the history of like why we're so reticent to delegate. And then we're walking you through some steps of what to do when you are delegating. And so first of all, Kathy, you and I, we talked about the why sharing, getting buy-in from your direct reports and having them understand how they are a critical piece of what drives business. And then there comes the point where you're like, okay, I've delegated, but how do I remain relevant? How do I stay in the loop? And what is your, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's absolutely critical, especially when you begin to delegate to individuals within your team, or if it's new, or if it's a tough project. What you want to do is, you, first of all, when you delegate, doesn't mean that you're no longer responsible for the outcome. Um, and I've, I've been in situations where things have gone awry and I've had to take responsibility and I have. Um, but what I've really learned is staying in there with the individuals, with the teams, making sure that I am present. You can call me, 
let's sit down, where are you? What do, what do you need? What, what a wonderful question. What do you need from me to move this forward? And simply asking people based on their own style how involved they want you to right. be, right? It's empowering them to go right. and go fishing rather than giving them the fish, right? So to pull on that old adage. I think the other thing, and this is something I'm practicing now because there's just, as you can imagine, a, a barrage of emails that are coming into my inbox each day, but learning to say yes to the things that move the needle, say no to the things that I don't have the bandwidth for right now. But the third part is critical, and this is where the delegation piece comes in, yes if so there is somebody else that could do that podcast or somebody else that could do that job or could appear on a panel and i think that they would actually love the opportunity but i don't have the bandwidth for it right now so yes but if you could maybe consider this candidate in lieu of me and you know that really goes back to joy some of the things we've talked about in some of our past episodes know the people that are working with you mm -hmm. know who else is looking for growth and then, you know, just being able to give them the opportunity and say, we, you can do this. Would you like to do this? People want to grow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really believe that we are in this world to grow every day and um, take that opportunity. I, I don't, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was at the Wall Street Journal and I was uh, starting the brand extensions division, I had people from other parts of the company come to me wanting to work for me. And I said, first of all, do you understand that we work very hard, much longer hours than other teams. And they were like, yes. Okay. So what happened was they wanted to come on board. They interviewed with several of the groups already had put together, but their, their um, manager came to me and was upset because they wanted to come work for me. And I, you know, I was confused. I said, well, they want to grow, but they wanted them. Those particular managers wanted them to stay in that spot and not move. Yeah. So it's delegation um, and bringing people on board who want to grow is, is a great way to feed them um, their new skills. But how do you keep that balance between authority and responsibility? You know, earlier today, we had career coach Sally Helgeson who wrote the book, How Women Rise. I interviewed her at 12 noon, and she talked about the ways that women undermine their authority in the workplace. And likability, as you climb the ranks, becomes less and less possible because not everybody's going to like you when you're making tough decisions right. but you have to toe that fine line between authority and responsibility you know if we're talking about our own authority it's important for us to understand what our responsibility is and you look at that and then how do you manage that within the scope of the responsibility of, of the position if you're handing off authority that's where it becomes really important in my opinion to to go out there and make sure that the authority is being used appropriately um is it the same value system that you would um, transcend to other people under your own um direction your own tutelage yeah yeah and there's always the risk that you micromanage, right? You guide or you can micromanage. And we know, we, I'm sure we've all had some micromanagers in our lives. You know, the other thing that, that's really important key here is that if you cannot delegate, and the reason you cannot delegate within the company or the uh, team that you're working on, you have the wrong people. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's, you know, you got to look at that. If you cannot start delegating, you've hired the wrong people, you've, uh, you've, in, in, you know, inherited the wrong people, um, or you haven't really looked uh, forward into the future and what you need.
And as founders, and we talked about this last night, sometimes the team and the people that got you from point A to point B may not be the team that get you from point B to point C. And those sometimes result in some tough conversations, but it's it's hiring the right team and, and who you're going to delegate to and who can you trust as you move forward. Um, today, folks, we are... Just gonna, um, we are on the Drink Like a Lady podcast, and we're talking about the importance of delegation and why is it historically women have maybe a little more growing pains in delegating, and when they've done it successfully, what are kind of the next steps you need to take? So we talked about the why, you know, how you get buy-in from your direct reports because you know what levers, what, how, giving them context, right? Like, how are you helping to drive this business? Then the second piece is how do you continue to stay in the loop and remain relevant, even though you have now sort of like stood back and taken a big picture view of what you're doing. And then the third thing is understanding what delegation really means in your in your within your within the confines of your team what's at stake if you don't do this what's at stake if you do do this but the last point did we do i feel like we did justice to that last point i I think so i think the important thing is no one wants to be micromanaged um everyone you know you have to understand where you're going what's the point at which you want to get there but we don't always all do it the same way yeah and and that's you know when someone says oh you have to do one two three and four and quite honestly you don't need to you know someone is showing you how you have to do one two four um and it's as successful and sometimes more successful than you would have done it own that and then acknowledge them for their own um creativity and innovation in doing that how do you know when delegation is a success? Like, what's your litmus test for that? Well, first of all, uh, the objective. What was the objective? Yeah. Did they meet the timelines? Um, did they create um, a, a, a culture of teamwork? Now, I, I'm very much about teamwork and collaboration and individual people stepping up. Um, and once that happens, is everybody walking away feeling like they were a contribution? I think that's success. Um, and... The biggest thing for anyone who delegates is to acknowledge that it's success quickly. And how do you inspire commitment, right? Because people get excited about what's possible, but they only really understand how to be committed when they know what their role is in making that happen. How do you inspire commitment? I don't know whether or not you can inspire it. I think what I use the word, I use unleash it, which, you know, when you get to their passion, Whatever they might be, and I, and I would walk through, you know, other companies, and I'd listen to, I just listened to what they had to say. You can, you can figure out what absolutely someone wants to make happen. That's, that's the unleashing of what's inside of them. And once that happens, you give them, you give them roadmap, you give them um, the abilities, you give them the tools. That's another thing. Give them the tools and make sure they know they can come to you. Commitment just follows. It's quite easy. It, it, if you follow those those parameters. And this is a relevant conversation because diversity and inclusion is such a big yes. buzzword right now, right? I don't know that you can just take someone, fill a quota and put them in the spot without giving them the support systems, the mentorship that they need in order to succeed. You can't just sort of like, okay, my job is done and walk away. I think that that follow through and check in and tools, as you mentioned, are so important, especially when you're going to delegate anything. You know, Joy, what's really important here is if you hire somebody, they're your responsibility. That was always the way that, you know, I looked at it. If they're your responsibility, they're your responsibility in terms of making them a success within the scope of what you need. Right. Um, So it's it's a dual, you know, a dual accountability 
that is needed there. Yeah. So just to recap today, we are talking about delegation in episode eight of Drink Like a Lady podcast. And we talked about historically why women are reticent to delegate. They'd rather yeah. own the work, right, Kathy? They'd rather own the work and protect the work because it, it it's about being essential, right? And they worry about being sidelined and not being essential. But it's not that you're going to not be involved in the doing you're more involved in the shaping of other people's thoughts and other exactly. people's ideas. And then understanding the role of what it means to delegate within your team and really getting buy-in from the folks that report into you to make sure that they understand what really drives the business and understanding your own limitations, you know, where you fall short and where you really shine. Um, also thinking about, well, now that I've delegated, how do I mean relevant, right? And I remember you always talking about your walk-arounds, how you check in with people yes. and you'd you'd know what people are up to in the world. So you stayed relevant, even though you were in a leadership position. And then the final thing is like, what's the litmus test? How do I know that my delegation efforts have succeeded? Or I want to actually finish with this. How do you know when your delegation efforts have failed? Well, I mean, that, that one's pretty easy. You know along the way that there is, um, there's a failure to meet the objectives. Um, the success isn't anywhere near where um, the performance levels that you were looking for, whether it's service product or any timeline opportunities. But hopefully, if you're a great manager, and I talk about the difference between a good manager and a great manager, you know, you're really in front of that and you're speaking to them along the way. You're helping them get through it. You may have to also replace people. You may have to add additional people and not be afraid to do that in a way that doesn't undermine their self-confidence and allows them to appreciate the fact that there are times when all of us need someone to jump in and help us through some tough um, tough responsibilities. And the truth is going to help you grow, right? Like we were talking about Always. growth earlier. The truth is going to yeah. help you grow versus the lie, right? Yes. I'm actually yes. quoting you back to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's it. That's a yeah. line from when Harry met Sally. Remember, she was like, I've never had anybody quote me back to me before. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite quote. I tell it to my family. I tell it to my friends and uh, definitely in business. You know, if you if you tell me the truth, I'll help you fix the truth. If you tell me a lie, we'll be fixing the lie. Yeah, great. Well, Kathy, if anyone wants to work with you or if they want to get you in the room, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, you can give me a call at my, my cell phone number, my work number, 609-933-7600, um, or email stuartkathy, S-T-U-A-R-T-K-A-T-H-I-E, at gmail.com. And we are here every Wednesday. You can always get a hold of me at joya at ladydrinks.com. And we hope to see you next Wednesday at the Drink Like a Lady podcast, where we've got some more exciting things in store. Right, Kathy? We always do.